Welcome to Fast Facts. I'm Jody. I'm Shelly. We're a new media concept, a co-working space in the design district called The Slate. The most amazing people have walked through these doors. Authors. Entrepreneurs. Community leaders. Dallas natives. And guests from near and far. We're going to bring them in this room and we're going to sit them down and we're going to ask them the questions you are asking too. These will be quick so you can listen on your drive in or your drive home. We are completely off the cuff, but that is the best part about Fast Facts. And the only person you can really be off the cuff with might just be your sister. Truth. Let's see who's slating it. Just for the record, most people don't get awards from Apple, as in like the big company, (laughs) Apple, except for my pal, the one and only, like seriously, one of the coolest people ever, Mike Castellucci. I know. He's here. And he's going to give us a behind the scenes look at the products that you need to create amazing content with your phone and some of his own projects. Just your phone, folks. Just your phone. Let that sink in and let's get started. I would pick someone as delightful and charming as you. Thanks. You, you can do all of our video for you us. You didn't notice that your Topo Chico was <laughs> getting slim in the fridge. That's amazing. Okay, Mike right. Casalucci, Shelly is actually interviewing Drew Brees right now, which is very exciting for her on behalf of the Retina Foundation. So she's not here. But I, this actually might be fun because I don't know a lot about your background. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be able to tease it out in such a different way. That's true. Tell us what your role was at Channel 8 and what you're doing now. So my role right now at Channel 8 has been the same as it has been in the last three years. And that's um, I left Channel 8 full time to uh, for an opportunity at Michigan State. Got it. They and I figured and it was probably the hardest decision that I've made in my career. But I figured that if they were going to take a chance on me, that it would be a great chance to learn the new um technology technology and learn how to teach and i always kind of wanted to do that what do you teach let's just hop just back everyone up for one second what do you teach because you are a professor what do you teach a professor of practice they call me up there artist in residence yeah they have a lot of titles in in universities yeah um but oops and uh my phone is going off i'm sorry you're popular um so what I teach up there, they gave me the opportunity. They knew that I was doing entire television specials here at Channel 8 using only my phone. And mm-hmm. so they said, after talking with them a number of months, um, could you come up and create and design a course called Storytelling with Phones? Got it. And I thought, you know, I, I started thinking about it, and I was like, who is the best suited to learn this technology, and it's the it's mm-hmm. the kids that the, the, these phones are attached to their hip and have been since they were born. Yeah, so it's, thought, an, well, it's, almost an it's almost innate. It's almost it's innate. It's almost innate. Okay, so tell me, you were doing what was your role exactly at Channel Eight when you decided to leave? You were doing specials. What does that mean? Yeah, well, I was doing a half hour TV special, but I was also doing a content for the broadcast. That mm-hmm. you know, Shelley was the anchor, and she would say, "And now Mike Castellucci has the story from." Cedar Hill and mm-hmm. you know so we did that for a number of years together. So how did I, how did um, Michigan State find you? How do you think they tracked so, you down all the way here in Dallas? Well there is a little connection. Um, my wife uh, graduated from Michigan State. Mm-hmm. She was from and born and raised in San Diego and went to Michigan State. Don't, mm. don't ask me <laughs> why. And so we kept getting her alumni letter and 
then there was this opening and one thing led to another and I just thought, hey, let me just see if I get a nibble. And then I got a nibble and then that turned into um, a Zoom conference yes. and that turned into me teaching up there for a day and them watching me and the most brutal 12 hours of interviews I've ever been through and just one after another. Wow. And yeah, but so, so yeah. Are you hooked? You got a nibble and a nibble and you're hooked. Do you love I'm, I'm being hooked. a professor? It's it's different and let me go back. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought who better to do this than students? Well, they're still bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> they still have to, you know, so they're used to you know, carrying around their phone like we all do for social. And mm-hmm. I, I do things a little differently. I, I try to, and I think I've succeeded because um, if awards are the way to gauge how you're doing in this business, um, I'm able to compete alongside everyone else in this mm-hmm. business that, that isn't doing it that way. That isn't doing it on their phone? Right. Tell me about your awards, please. No, I don't. Well, you just tell me one. Uh, You do not seem self-congratulatory, but I want you to tell me your most prestigious award. This is kind of neat. Um, I don't know if it's the most prestigious. I I think the Edward R. Moreau Awards are the most prestigious in our business. But Mm -hmm. I just um, was honored with a BEA national award. It's the Broadcast Educators Association. Going to pick it up in Vegas in uh, a month. Love it. Yeah. And it's out of 1,750 entries. I did a story that uh, the faculty competes across the country, and they chose mine. Wow. What was the story? I showed it in our workshop that I just got out of, mm-hmm. and it was about a coffeehouse singer. Uh, I wanted to show, because there are so many of those musicians, right. um, what what it's like before they get famous, I if they do. I love do you, that. Do you know Marin Morris? I love Marin Morris. Okay. So I love, Mar- like, what, the, we, we, Shelley and I actually do love to sing. Oh, you What's do? What's the, um, the <laughs> Should bones? Should I harmonize? The, yeah. <laughs> the bones. It doesn't matter as long as the bones are good. What's that good bone song? I don't know. Oh, gosh. I'll have to find. I'll sing it for you at the end. Marin Morris, um, I'll never forget this. This is really going off on a tangent. No, th- that's what it's all about. Go ahead. Tan- tangent away. Where, where um, Shelley worked at Victory Park, uh-huh. um, I remember Marin Morris coming to the show, Good Morning Texas, with her mother. She was 14, and I'll never forget Really? The, yeah, and I'll never forget this. She, her mom, and she was a cute kid. Yeah, you know? sure. And she sang, and it was good. And then her mother said, hey, do you want a Marin Morris T-shirt? And she showed it to me. And I, you know, I, of course, graciously accepted, but I'm thinking, um, why would I wear a 14-year-old's, <laughs> it had her face on it. And she was just, you know, I don't, and so... <laughs> Now I wish I had it, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, here, ready? This is this mm. is my favorite. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. it's right. gonna Very take famous too long. Song. It's it's so excellent and it just Wait, is hey, everything. Uh, here, I think she's so talented. Eleven forty two at the slate, you're listening to a little Marin Morris from Dallas, Texas. I love your voice. Yeah, she's amazing. Nice. More. You know what is funny that you say this? Because I actually thought I would write or do a documentary once. Of course, I had no skill and no method of doing this. But there were also performers in pot bellies. 
Really? Oh, oh yeah, 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 there are. Yeah. I was like, what is this story of the pot belly performers? But you basically <laughs> did it. You did it for me. You went, you went coffee house. But oh, so they, right. Yeah, go back to your story. Give me the rest of the story. So, um, opening Bell Coffee House in Southside. Um, so Marin Morris performed there all the time. And a million really, I have yeah. missed. I actually love her. This is I've learned a lot. Here. Keep going. Mm-hmm. And so, if you go to Opening Bell, you'll see that there's there are posters on their walls of everybody that's. I mean, they have uh, car- not karaoke. What am I trying to say? Just like a performance. Yeah, just like improv. Like you can just hop right. up, do, read, read a poem, or sing whatever hey, yeah. you want. Yeah, okay. and and they do that almost every day. And so there are a million posters up. But you know, Marin Morris's is there. And then so and, and this the the singer that I featured. The one that's not famous yet that might be or yes. hopes to be. Uh-huh. I just wanted to see what it was like. So I followed her in. And, and it was like that. Um, what's it like to come into a place where your audience is there already for another reason? Hmm. And maybe they don't want you there. That's the question. So, well, And so what did you perceive about that? Yeah. And it was great. And, and I was, you know, people were working and she was singing and. It was okay, and then she invited. It was a complete surprise. She invited her grandfather up. Her oh. grandfather never misses a performance, and they sang together. And everybody stopped, and it was just a great moment. So that's what made the story great. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so tell me how you actually. I mean, you are so skilled with the phone, but tell me how you kind of approach the storytelling dimension with your students. So um, that's the hard part. Is I'll show them all of these gadgets that I have on the phone. Uh-huh. Like I've got lenses and microphones, and I've been able to you know, do uh, kind of gimbal shots, which are nice flowing shots and so okay. forth. But what I tell them that I you can't find on Amazon is how to tell a story. Mm-hmm. And as your sister will uh, profess, mm-hmm. that's a work in progress. I mean, I'm still working on storytelling, but it's the most important part. Right. So I had a T-shirt made, Tec- <laughs> technology changes, storytelling never will. Yeah. So even though I'm... You know, so do you have them do exercises? Do they do, you know, some out-of-the-box exercise that has absolutely nothing to do with technology in order to help them hone yeah. a story? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it, you know, I'll, I'll tell them to, to go out and, and do a story out on the street. How do you find us? I mean, they don't even know how to find a story. Mm, okay. That's really hard. So if there's a building being built across the street, they might do the story on the building built across the street. And I'll tell them, no, I want you to... Give me a story of the person who's building yes. the story. Yes. So we're all human. All we want is a good story to be told to us. And if that happens, and and if mm-hmm. you can ev- evoke some sort of emotion in two minutes from a viewer, then it's a win. I love it. No, Shelly, t- trust me. I mean, Shelly is always looking for stories, Mike. Mm-hmm. And she would come to us, and we would give her 25, and she would shoot them all down. And then she would give one, and you'd be surprised. She said, well, this affects North Texas, and this might actually mm-hmm. affect people's taxes. Mm-hmm. My news my news director is going to love it. Yep. And and sure enough, that's what makes the news. Yep. And I do think she's really been able to take that skill set and, and, and just the repeated tries, too. Got to yep. be persistent and persevere. Right. Um, okay. she- Shelly's really good at she, so I do stories on, I call it the human condition. Mm-hmm. Shelly can do stories on, um, like what you just said, things that affect uh, people. And then there's the investigative team that tries mm-hmm. to out the bad. And so all of these things, I think they all have the same um, goal, and that is to inspire people to either change or inspire them to do something with their own career or whatever it is 
but if it's inspiring and, and you can move somebody to action, then it all works. I love that. Um, so do you feel like you've brought a newsroom to Michigan State to a, to a classroom? <laughs> yeah, we do. We do a half-hour newscast once a week. You in, do? Instead of, instead of here, like there's, what, six hours of news a day? Uh-huh. Well, they need a little more time, so we yeah. do a half hour every week. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so tell me this. What is your um your favorite colleague that you've met or someone that's you're most intrigued by on the faculty in Michigan State? Oh, on the fa- up there? Mm-hmm. You know, it's such a you're weird You're in the professorial realm now. Have you ever been there? I have not, but I know it is an excellent school. Well it is. It's a, a Big Ten school and our journalism uh school is one of the first and still um, uh, schools that, that's um, accredited, so the classroom size stays low, and so uh-huh. you know twenty or less. Okay. But that's uh, but I, what I've found is the weird. Can I say this? Nobody's listening, right? No one. I <laughs> I cannot believe the weird dynamic of PhDs and tenured faculty compared uh-huh. to. You, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because what you say? Don't you're people. a practice professor. A professor of practice, they call it, or artist in residence. It's basically I know the skill. I come from industry, right? And so that's what they're. That's what I teach you now. The PhDs and I'm editing in my head as I speak. <laughs> um, yeah, you're, I can see you processing. Yeah, all great folks, I'm sure. Yeah, but I don't have anything in common. But there, is there a focus research, and your focus is? I mean, what's a yeah? There's right. It's a, one of the biggest research universities, right. and so they, the PhDs and the masters professors, do all of that research, and the the research that I do is here. You know, I'll do the practice With people. of it. It's yeah, all day. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, what's your favorite thing about the? Uh, what's what's Michigan called? What's the state Michigan called? Michigan State Spartans. The, the Spartans. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about living up north? The summer. Oh, uh, really? the winter is just off. I was born in Colorado, and there was a reason I moved uh-huh. away and mm-hmm. have lived since in uh, San Diego, Los Angeles, and Dallas. Okay, well, all okay, su- well, all southern. And so I haven't been back to Colorado. Colorado is like the Bahamas compared to Michigan. In this, in the winter. Oh, it's off. It's just oh, wow. off. Colorado has the most sunny days of any state, I believe. Okay. So it could snow, and then it could be sunny, and you're you're feeling like you could live another day. <laughs> but I can hang on. Yeah, I can hang on. But in Michigan, it gets like the average high in January and February and March is like 27, 30. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can't. I can't even relate to that. I mean, I know we're just always hot here. Just um, always <laughs> hot. I'd rather be hot than cold. How about you? Uh, you what know would what? You rather? I would way rather be cold. No, I am you wouldn't. So hot natured, and I just hate mm, being hot. Okay. Come and I up. live in Dallas. I'll come up and I'll spend like probably forty eight hours in Michigan and like run <laughs> yeah. right back down to Dallas. That's probably exactly what's going to happen. Okay. What is? You did talk about some devices. What is your favorite device? Tell everyone what mm. like the newest product is. That you're like this is going to really change the way this you will, can use your phone. This will change your life. It's this called, will change your life. The, it will. I just like I said in the workshop. It's a two hundred dollar uh, wireless microphone. So okay. we we all think. Um, when we shoot with an iPhone, why does it look so bad or amateurish? And if you could get rid of those things, like what immediately comes to your mind if you see an iPhone video? Um, 
the, impromptu, you know either impromptu or not not enough resources to use professional. But I, you see a shot. How do you know somebody shot it with their iPhone? What's the what's oh, the maybe the sound. Sound is one a the, big one. The, it's more granular. More it, okay. Maybe it doesn't look so good. Bumps, bumps, bumps shaky, a lot. shaky. It's so all of these. You're naming all of them. So if you can, I call it layers of perception. Hmm. And I should trademark that. I like that. Do you? you should. And you know I'm a lawyer, so I want to help you trademark yeah, can you? that. Yeah. Um, and so if you could get rid of all of the, all of those things, all of a sudden the professionalism goes up. If you put it on a tripod, it's all of a sudden a hundred percent better. If you use uh-huh. a wireless microphone instead of using the phone mic, then it's a hundred percent. So there's this. What's it called? Yeah. How yeah do we... It's called the Rode R O D E Wireless Go. And if you go on Amazon, it's 199 bucks. And what it does is you plug one end, it's the receiver onto your phone, and then you, you could put the other end on your subject, like right on their collar, mm-hmm. and you can walk around, and there's no wires, and you talk, and it's just beautiful. Wow. Can you have several going at one time? Or is I've it just... got, yeah, I've got two usually okay. Okay. in the story. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I feel like that was so helpful. We have to see like what your second post. <laughs> that will change your life. What will moderately change our lives? I feel like moderately. you know all the gadgets. Anything else? Um, yes. And you don't need anything for it. Mm. Say you're shooting something with your phone. Right? Right. Did you know you could change the iris, which means you can make it lighter or darker? No. Did not know. So all you have to do is you focus on something. And instead of just... I think a lot of people do this. They'll... Tap it to focus on your face, on somebody's face. But if you tap and hold it, um, what happens is it locks the focus. And then if you slide your finger up and down the screen, it'll lighten it or darken it. Did not know. We're going to have to do a clip of that somehow and include it whenever people are searching for this. I did that in the workshop here at your place just about 15 minutes ago. And people, they never can believe it. So here, let me just show you. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to show you. This is live. Does everybody see this? <laughs> this is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take a look. Mike's so funny. Take a look at your radio. You're going to all have to call me, and I'm going to tell you how to do it. Okay. I'm so, local. Mike's so, not. So say this microphone. Mm-hmm. So you touch and lock it. See the lock? Got and it. And then there's a sun, and then you can go darker. That's amazing. Or lighter. Okay. So Mike teaches a class here at the Slate uh, how to work with your iPhone, iPhone mm-hmm. workshop, and it has been really, really popular. We've had a huge response because people really do want to be able to post and for social purposes, mm-hmm. just get some really good quality video. Do you know any stats? I mean, since you're now a professor mm-hmm. and you work with people that care about research and the numbers, mm-hmm. do, what are the stats about the response from a viewer if they can tell that it's a more professionally made video? I, I think you know innately that something's wrong or amateur you know it immediately Mm -hmm. and that just you just know you anybody knows but if they see that um all of these things are not there and it's professional and they can hear the story and and see beautiful pictures and incredible sound and wrap around a emotional engaging story then you win amen okay we only have a few minutes so ready we're Mm. gonna do some rapid fire stuff oh Okay, so best day at Channel 8. I have to come up with something just mm-hmm. right off of the this top of my head. first one that just came to your mind. First one that just came into my mind was when uh, a Star Wars movie came out and we invited a local Chewbacca, <laughs> all seven feet, eight <laughs> inches of him. You're and, kidding. And no, and so he came and he was real. And um, so I just walked around with him inside the station and watched people 
watch people's heads come out of their cubicles. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's amazing. Yeah. Most surprising moment with one of your students? Mm, most amazing. Well, that just... It, it's so gratifying when somebody still lives and breathes this business that we're in, mm-hmm. and they work at it. And then, as he was, this just happened. He just graduated, and had four offers at four different TV stations. And he he's just he started. He's like three weeks in. After day two, he called me and he says, I, "This working stuff <laughs> says I've never worked nine hours a day in my life, oh, and wow. now it's every day." You know, wow. But he's loving it. Were you ever on air? Me? I mean, you've always you've always yeah. been on air, but have you ever been just like a producer? Did, have you mm-hmm. always been in the same role? Like you, did you leave college and start being a news reporter? Yeah, I mean, it took a few years. I did um, some radio radio jobs until I could get a job. I wasn't oh, one of those. You did ones. radio first, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but were you a journalism major? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And um, what? Who's a storyteller you admire? Oh, three of them. Uh, this is really getting into the weeds, maybe, but no, um, tell. Steve Hartman from CBS mm-hmm. is amazing. John Sharifi, he worked at King in Seattle, is amazing. And um, Boyd Hubert is probably the, the best of all of them. And why? He's just an amazing storyteller. He's won every award. He's been doing it for 30 years. In fact, the people that I just mentioned, like Steve Hartman, who works at CBS Sunday morning, mm-hmm. um, just said, I just saw him in a talk, and he was just like, I don't know how I write. Ask Boyd Hubert. You know, so it's interesting. So yeah. they, they rely on each other. Too. Yeah. Okay. And do the majority of your students go straight into broadcast journalism? Um, some of them are going into broadcast journalism still. A lot of them love sports, and some will go into documentary filmmaking. Others will go into PR. So what, whatever they do from an iPhone course, there's several tracks that they can take. Great. And what is the name of the soon-to-be famous huh. coffee house? Oh, that you featured Kaylee Nell. Uh, she just moved to to Nashville to see if she could. Then make she it. might just really do it. Yeah. And how did you find her? Uh, she was on Good Morning Texas at one point, and her video. She did a Christmas video singing, and it went viral. It got like forty thousand views. Mm. And so I always remembered her. And then when I was doing, thinking about the story, I I called her and I said, "Hey, are you still at it?" She says, "Yeah." And I was like, can I follow you to one of your gigs? And that is so great. Yeah. Okay, Mike, thanks so much for being here. We're done? We, Yeah, I feel like we want to keep these tight so people can listen oh. to it on a commute. But hey, what have I not asked you? This is Shelly's favorite question. What have I not asked you that you want to say? Um, that I have a love affair with tacos here in Texas. Oh, I know. oh great. Where's your favorite taco stand or where do you go? That do you have different like, breakfast tacos? That's like, that's like what's your, who's your favorite kid? <laughs> <laughs> What's yours? Well, oh, Taco Deli for tacos in the oh, morning. That's good. I love Taco Deli. Yeah. Shelly had a spot. Um, I don't even know what it was called. It was just like on the side of the street, and they were mm. phenomenal. Oh. And um, I don't know. I even just like, I love Mikosina. Kind oh, of. Mikosina's good. I like um, Ojeda's. Do you know where that oh, is? Oh, of course. Yeah. You're so, that is, <laughs> I mean, that tells right? me a lot about you. My husband also loves Ojeda's, and I wonder how he does any work in the afternoon after he eats well, lunch at Ojeda's. You go to dinner, yeah. Don't you go gotta to go. Lunch. Yeah, <laughs> that is a coma-inducing talk. It is, stop, but it's great. Uh, okay, good. Go eat all the tacos okay. you can. Please come back and see us. Okay. We love that you've brought your um, educational skills and background to the slate. Thanks. And, and without Shelly, it's just me to say slate it. So and slate keep, it. Slate it. And keep the back door open because I live back there. I know. Yes, of course. Bye. <laughs> Welcome back home. Okay, bye. <laughs>